live from the Broad Street Studios in Keyport, New Jersey for season two of Raider Radio. I'm Joe Palumbo. I'm the director of guidance. And this season, we're going to talk about the 2020-2021 school year, uh, the new normal, what it looks like to be in a cohort A, cohort B, all virtual hybrid model. We have it all. We're going to have exciting interviews from Dr. Savoya, our superintendent of schools, our director of curriculum, Dr. Godleski, Mr. Waters, Mr. Pereira, our principals of Keyport Central and Keyport High School, Mr. Flynn, our athletic director, teachers, counselors, parents, and students. Be on the lookout for Raider Radio Season 2, coming up next. Okay, we're back on Raider Radio Season 2, the reopening. Uh, We're going to talk about, on this episode, just meeting with our principals, um, talking about the reopening of schools for the uh, 2020-2021 school year, uh, especially through this pandemic. And I'm uh, really excited to have on the line our Chief School Administrator, the Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Lisa Savoya. Uh, Dr. Savoya, how are you today? I'm doing well, Mr. Palumbo. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us on Raider Radio once again. And unlike any other first day of school or first week of school, uh, this has been one for the record books. That it has. It, it, we have been busy in this in this district all summer long. Uh, we've had preparation to ensure a safe transition back into the school system where it is static about it uh, prior to entering. We made solid plans, of which I need to commend you on as well, sir, because you were instrumental. Uh, you become quite the public health officer, so thank you to your your staff and yourself for that. Uh, with preparation, we also had the second phase of our referendum going on at Keyport High School. Keyport High School now has air conditioning, which is the most obvious of things. However, there were asbestos tiles removed. We have a new tile downstairs. We have a drop ceiling in the first floor. Anybody who knows Keyboard High School knows that that is a huge improvement. We're a little bit behind schedule, so we are virtual with them for the first two weeks of school, but we do not need to do this for another nine months, which is amazing. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you because uh, we, over the summer, for the listeners out there, we have spent countless hours, all of the administrative team, teachers, custodians, putting together a plan to not only enter school, but then be able to, on a dime, turn and go virtual if we needed to. Uh, talk about you know this past summer and some of the challenges and some of the successes that we had. Some of the challenges, I would say one of the uh, obvious ones would be technology. Uh, The district has a a five-year technology plan. We had in our cycle to order additional Chromebooks. We were already one-to-one, six-to-twelve, and we had enough for the school day, uh, at least two cards per grade level. However, with the pandemic, we distributed an immense amount. Uh, We took some out of retirement and are trying to execute those out to the school community. Um, I'd say some of the challenges with it also, there was some breakage and teaching students proper uh, social media etiquette and care of hardware. Um, So that was a challenge. I'd say a challenge also was from the public health component, which I did thank you for previously, but I'd say there's a lot of moving parts to keep these kids safe and it took a complete team to do it. Uh, It was an amazing entry 
week one for the central school. Uh, more parents are wanting to send their children based on the successes that they're hearing about. That's great. Obviously, student safety is first, but you know what? I, it's a good problem to have. And I'd say to you that the challenge would be a lot of ordering of things that you know every district's trying to order that may make people impatient or frustrated, but having to understand that we're all kind of in it together. Yeah, I know when I go to, uh, you know, Costco and they don't have the bean dip that I want, I, I get really frustrated, let alone the plexiglass that a school district needs. So, uh, uh, yeah, I can't echo your sentiments enough. It's, it really took a team effort and thinking creatively and outside the box. And uh, I want to, you know, thank you for your leadership. Yes. And um, talk to us about uh, the cool thing that you got to do today at Keyport Central School. Uh, well, I will tell you, um, this was one of the best ideas I've had but I will tell you, it truly takes a team to do it. We decided that we were going to provide school supplies to every child in pre-K to 12. So it began with establishing some of the materials that we need, and administration definitively helped that. Um, you know, Mr. Apkin with how many post-its we needed for writer's workshop, and Mr. Prayer and the whole team just identifying what we needed, teachers as well. Then we, we decided to avoid uh, a lot of coming back and forth to keep things safe and clean. We made sure that uh, we reached out, and I called a couple of organizations. I mean, immediately the Central School PTO, Uru, uh, stepped right up, the Keyport Education Foundation for the high school, uh, Kiwanis International and Kiwanis Local came up with pencil cases and earphones for each child. Wow. And Pine Belt Nissan pitched in with $1,600 worth of pre-K to three backpacks because we needed to send home supplemental materials and they really needed to stay contained. So I would say to you that everybody, that's what we do at Keyport, everybody steps up, uh, unlike, not unlike Sandy, but different than Sandy in my leadership of the district. Yeah, it, it was a really uh, awesome thing to see and uh, I'm sure much appreciated by the community. So uh, as we you know, move into week two uh, next week, uh, what, what advice do you have or what words of wisdom do you have for our staff uh, that are you know, entering the high school next week and then eventually followed by students? For the staff, I'd say to you, we couldn't do without you. Um, so appreciative of everything you do and what you've been doing at the high school level with these kids virtually. You'll move into uh, working virtually with them from within the building. Remember, Keyport High School students come in themselves on the 29th. Um, but again, without any, without the staff, uh, truly a team. And I'd have to say to you also some wisdom: just keep be patient to yourself. Um, with yourself and Mr. Palumbo you always remind me personally of that but be patient with yourself no questions too silly ask it once ask it twice uh, remember our COVID-19 at kpsdschools.org email address because I will honestly tell you that there's not a person who is not inundated with emails and we have dedicated staff to answer those uh, so in case we are challenged I'd say um, be nice to your tech friends because Mr. Guevara and Mr. Tallarico have exceeded all expectations, but a lot of people are overwhelmed. So I think ultimately I would say to parents, children, and staff members, be mindful. Um, I am a hypocrite at times myself, so I have to remind myself that's what we had before, Mr. P. But I'd say everybody should just be patient, be patient with yourself and, and life experiences, and we're gonna get through it, because that's what we do with Keyboard. That's great advice. Be patient, be kind. Uh, Dr. Savoya, thank you so much for joining us on Raider Radio, and uh, you have a great day. Have a great day, Mr. Plummer. Thank you so much. All right. That was Dr. Savoya on Raider Radio. Back after this.
right, we're back at the Broad Street Studios, and I'm honored to have the principal of the Keyport High School, Mr. Waters, uh, live in studio. This is our first live interview, face-to-face. Uh, Mr. Waters, great seeing you. How are you doing today? I am amazing. It's great to be back here in the school building. How are you, Mr. Palumbo? I'm doing great. So I, I, I know we've done a lot of planning over the summer um, to get to where we are today, uh, just about a week away from students entering the building. Uh, talk to me about the summer and what preparations uh, went into planning all this. Well, as we uh, as we spoke back in the spring, the first thing I want to do is just commend everybody on a job well done finishing up last school year. Um, obviously, at the conclusion of last school year, our planning went into effect immediately to figure out how we were going to navigate through these waters and figure out how uh, how we're basically going to educate our students um, in this environment. So we spent uh, numerous amount of man hours and putting together a plan that would obviously take into consideration uh, or the precedent would be student and staff health and safety. Um, but you know, on top of all that, we all know that a true learning environment is brick and mortar, and we really want to wanted to devise a plan that would get us back sooner. Um, so it was a lot of time, uh, a lot of stress, but <laughs> but as you know, in our positions, we have to do everything we can for our kids and uh, to put together the best plan possible for uh, getting back to an educational environment. Yeah, uh, we, we definitely put in a lot of hours, a lot of phone calls on the weekends, nights, um, and uh, I think we have a solid plan. Can you walk everyone through just the basics of the high school plan? Sure, so uh, at this point, when everybody hears this, uh, we will be concluding uh, our first week of school. Um, obviously, uh, one thing I do want to get out there is that the high school staying on an all virtual platform for this week and next week uh, has nothing to do with our COVID plan. Um, this is just the construction uh, or renovation from the referendum project that uh, went a little overtime. Um, but luckily in this environment, if there's anything positive to come out of it, it's the fact that our students already and our teachers already knew the virtual learning platform. So that's where we're at currently. Um, starting Tuesday, September 29th is when our Keyboard High School students that elected to take part in our hybrid learning plan will begin um, coming to school. So uh, our plan is, is a hybrid plan like people have heard across the state. Um, what we're doing is we split our students into two cohorts to limit the amount of uh, in-person at one time. Uh, we have co cohort A, which is uh, any student with the last name A to K, and cohort B, which is anybody with the last name of L to Z. Um, all this has been communicated numbers of them numerous times throughout the summer. Um, but cohort A begins on Tuesday, and the way this is going to work is that cohort A on a normal week, not Tuesday the 29th, because that's already a short week, um, but on a normal five-day week, cohort A students will learn in person on Monday and Tuesday on an abbreviated schedule, so there is no lunch. Um, they'll be dismissed around 12.32 daily, um, or 12.33, I'm not sure, 12.32 or 12.33 daily. Uh, but they will be here at uh, 7.55 to 12.33, and um, those students that are not here will be learning virtually. So again, it would be A students are here Monday, Tuesday in person, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, virtual from home. Our B cohort students will be learning virtually at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and here in person on Thursday and Friday. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, whether you're in person or at home, we're on the abbreviated bell schedule. 
Um, however, we did have to come up with a longer bell schedule for Wednesdays that does take us through a normal length of a school day, which would be 7.55 to 2.34. Uh, the reason for this is at the high school level, we need to make sure that we are meeting the seat time requirement. And on an abbreviated schedule, we weren't meeting that four out of the uh, five day week. So we had to lengthen the school day on Wednesday. Um, in addition to all of this, at the end of any abbreviated session, again, which is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, teachers will be offering an intervention time period. So it's important for our students to make sure they follow their teachers and uh, know what time they're available for intervention. Teachers, if they feel uh, have a student they need to meet with, they will directly contact that student and tell them to meet them in their Google Classroom at specific times. But uh, just because the learning day is over at 1233, um, there's time in the afternoon for extra help slash intervention. Uh, great care uh, was put into this plan, Mr. Waters. And uh, one thing I want to commend uh, you and the curriculum team was designing a, uh, a model for the 37 minute blocks, also the uh, the longer day, um, where there's actually uh, live interaction with, with teachers. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, synchronous learning part? Sure. So the way we broke down our blocks to make sure everybody was getting an equitable education, whether they're in person or, or home, um, is each period will begin with a synchronous uh, learning activity. Basically, all the students will be learning at the same time. Um, the teacher will spend 10 to 15 minutes on the introduction, the teaching points of the lesson uh, with both in-person and will also have their uh, Chromebooks or computers open with their microphones on so students at home can hear everything and possibly see everything. Um, after that section of the lesson, there will be a time for some practice where the teachers can work in person uh, directly with the in-person students and at that time direct the students uh, that are learning at home to break off and work on uh, practice at home. And then at the end of the lesson, they will come back together to do some type of closure and debriefing. So this way the teacher can work both with the in-person students and the students that are learning virtually. Yeah, it, the great care, like I said, went into this model. So uh, I think uh, the students and the faculty uh, at Keyport High School are, are well taken care of with this model and it's gonna be tough. Um, this is unlike anything we've ever done before. Yes. When we were in the spring, we were, you know, making sure we stayed above water. Now we're trying to innovate and trying to uh, provide a quality education. Uh, what message do you have to our staff walking in the doors next week? I just want the staff to understand that, you know, myself, uh, you, and uh, the other administrators um, are totally uh, compassionate and, and understanding of the position that we have put them in. Um, in order to deliver instruction the best way possible. So, uh, you know, our staff knows that we, we love them, we adore them, and I just want them to do the best they can and understand that we are here for them and that uh, I believe that they can do this and just to stay as positive as possible. That's great. Um, and last but not least, our students, what do you have to say to them? Uh, you know, we finished our first week of virtual learning, we have one more week to go, and then back in person. Yeah. What do you want to remind them about? Well, the students are the heartbeat of our building, and uh, this this has always been a special place to me. Uh, our, you know, I let, this past week, I was able to hold virtual class meetings, and just seeing their faces and all the questions they had and the eagerness for them to get back into the building, you know, it gives you a reminder after all the stress we've been through of why we're in the business that we're in and uh, it's really to do the best that we can daily for our kids at Keyport High School. Um, but to our students, just keep working hard, 
we understand that there's going to you know need to be flexibility and you have a wonderful staff in front of you and i just know that once we get through this pandemic things will return to normal and uh we'll enjoy keyport high school the best that we can um, but i will say and i want to give this information out to both staff and students and the community that this building was built in 1927 and to date we've just completed a full HVAC project which was very intense um, uh, they ripped out a lot of walls <laughs> but uh, Keyport High School is officially air-conditioned uh, I didn't think in my time here I could ever safely say that uh, but we have a brand new air conditioning system climate controlled throughout the building the hallways um, we have brand new drop ceiling on the first floor and on the third floor. We have brand new tiles down. Uh, we've done a complete renovation of this school and um, I'm very excited to see the students walk into this building and see their new home. Yeah, Mr. Ward, it looks amazing and it's just good to be with you and see you in person mm -hmm. and see everybody. So uh, that was Mr. Waters, principal of Keyport High School. Uh, we'll be back on Raider Radio after this. Okay, we're back in the Broad Street Studios, and my guest at this time is the principal of the Keyport Central School, Mr. Elijah Pereira. Mr. Pereira, how's it going today? Excellent. Uh, proud principal of the Central School. I am so proud and so humbled by what I saw this week. So yeah, talk to me. Like First week open, hybrid model, um, not a lot of schools are, are doing this, so talk to me about how, uh, how it all went this week. Everything went incredibly well from arrival and dismissal procedures to students um, walking through their classes. I could not have envisioned a smoother opening for all of us over here. Um, and then as I visited the classrooms already on the first day, um, just to see teachers already having their virtual students up on, on their boards. And I was able to, to say hello and greet uh, not only the students that were in front of me um, in person, but also those students who were at home as well. So I, I am really without words uh, with our opening this week. Yeah, I, I was here every single day this week, uh, you know, at arrival and, uh, you know, I've seen some dismissals and it, it really ran so smoothly and everyone was really excited to be back in the building. Um, you know, what have you heard from teachers? What did they feel this week? So teachers, as all of us, parents, students, we're all overwhelmed. You know, this is this is new for, for every single one of us. This has never been done before at this scale. Um, so teachers, parents that I have spoken to, uh, myself, the students, we're, we're all overwhelmed and getting adjusted to this new normal that we have. Um, there have been some glitches as we had expected technological things that, that were going to, going to occur, um, but parents, students, teachers, we have all been patient and we, and we really need to work together and come together at this time, um, continue to be patient and work with each other and be understanding as we're going to work through those, those kinks that, that are currently occurring, um, although not as many as I, I had thought initially. Um, teachers are excited to be teaching you know excited to be with their students um, and that is really 
what it's all about. You know, as I mentioned to all the students that I saw, whether it be virtually through a screen or in person this week, was a school is, is an empty building if it does not have students or teachers. You know, they are um, the people who bring the love, the excitement, you know, the, the discovery, all of those incredible things. They are, are those people who make it possible. That's really well said, Mr. Pereira. Um, when we're looking into now, we finished week one. Uh, what do you see for next week? What do you want parents to know? What do you want staff to know, students? What are some things to look forward to in the future? So we are continuing to examine our plan each and every day. We are going to make adjustments um, accordingly. You know, I am looking for next week for us to have um, even more students logging on during their virtual days and our fully remote students as well. You know, this week was really um, an adjustment week, you know, with, with students learning their, their schedules. Um, so I think things on that end are going to be a lot smoother. Starting on Monday, we are going to be distributing uh, breakfast and lunches to students, and that will occur at dismissal um, on Monday and Tuesday for our Group A students, and on Thursday and Friday for our Group B students. Okay, Our fully remote students, they will be able to pick up their breakfast and lunches for the week on Mondays at the Broad Street Doors from 4 uh, to 7 p.m. Okay, and all of this will be explained in a letter that I will be sharing with all parents. Um, we also have back to school night next week, next Wednesday, and it is going to be a fully virtual back to school night, um, which I would have loved to have everyone in the, the cafeteria, all, all the parents in the cafeteria. I swore after last year's awkward video that I wasn't going to do any, any other videos. Um, so I really wanted to have all parents, you know, in the cafeteria for my introduction. Um, but to make sure that everyone is safe and able to attend, it will be a fully virtual back to school night. My introduction is going to be live because I refuse to, to record another uh, awkward video. Um, but I'm looking forward to that as well. And um, after my introduction, parents will have the chance to uh, meet their child's teacher, you know, and, and go through their schedule and, and learn about what um, their child's day looks like while they're here at school or learning virtually from home. So they should be expecting a, a letter home uh, regarding lunches um, and communication back to school night. I think it's key for parents and students to understand that in this virtual uh, world, we have to just constantly be checking our email, constantly be checking the website because of um, updates come fast and furious and that's how we are communicating with you. We really try to uh, maintain full, uh, you know, uh, lines of communication. Absolutely. And there's one more thing I'd like to mention that'll happen next week as well. We have a busy week too for us. Um, we're going to distribute uh, the school supplies that have been donated. Um, the Central School PTO, the Keyport Education Foundation, and Pine Belt Nissan have donated thousands of dollars worth of school supplies from headphones to pencils, crayons, backpacks, um, so we are going to get those out to our, all of our students next week. Uh, group A students, they will uh, be given their supplies when they're in person on Tuesday, so they can take those home with them. 
Our Group B students will get their supplies on Friday uh, so that they can have them. Um, and then our fully remote students will uh, pick up their supplies on Wednesday from 10 to 3 p.m. Okay, that'll be Wednesday from 10 to 3 p.m. Our fully remote students. Um, and those will be picked up by the outside cafeteria doors. Okay, and not only will parents be able to pick up their supplies that have been donated, but also any uh, language arts, math, or science books um, that any students need. You know, and I really want to thank um, Pine Belt Nissan, the Keyport Education Foundation, and, and last but surely not least, the, the Keyport uh, Central School PTO. Anytime I have have called, you know, and asked for anything, they have always come through, and I, I appreciate that. Um, if you have seen me outside, you can see that um, my hair is awful right now, very long. Um, it'll make sense to you once, uh, you know, some communication from the from the PTO goes goes home shortly. All right, nice teaser there, uh, Mr. Pereira. Um, can't thank you enough for joining us on Raider Radio. Uh, we will be in touch throughout the season, throughout the school year, and uh, that's Mr. Elijah Pereira, principal of the Keyport Central School. We'll be back right after this. So that concludes season two, episode one of Raider Radio, the reopening. Uh, I want to thank all my guests, Dr. Savoya, Mr. Pereira, Mr. Waters, and I want to uh, just shout out to our staff. You've done a more than tremendous job uh, starting the school year in a way we never thought we would. And uh, I just can't thank everyone, uh, our nurses, our custodians, our secretaries, everyone that behind the scenes that made this uh, smooth opening. And I want to uh, highlight that uh, next Tuesday on uh the 22nd of September, we'll hold our first Better Together staff forum. Uh, it's a completely voluntary forum for staff to get together and share our struggles and celebrations. And I look forward to seeing you all there. It'll be virtual on Google Meets. This is Joe Palumbo, and this has been Raider Radio. Raider Radio.